Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been hectic. So... You know, my house is going on the market Tuesday. Okay. So we, you know, y'all know we record on Sundays. So happy 4th of July for all of you guys or happy. I hope you had a good 4th of July because we're, we're recording this the day before the 4th of July. So my house, if you're listening, is already on the market. So I don't know how you, how you guys deal with putting your house on the market, but for me and my family, it's like a hectic time. So James and I have been together six and a half years and together we have sold, this will be our third house, right? Well, we sold, you know, in, in the great state of Alabama, the states of Alabama and Mississippi, even if you had the house before you got married, whenever you get married and you sell your house, it's still like, oh, he has to sign off on everything. I'm like, he didn't own this. I stayed in this seven years before I met him. So technically speaking, we each sold our individual houses together. So I guess we sold two. And then we also sold a rental property that James has. So that's three. Then we sold the house that we had in Indianapolis before we were here. So that's four. And then, so this will be the fifth house we sell together. And y'all, it's like, you have to make your house pristine to put it on the market, right? So we're doing touch up paint. My mama thought she was being helpful, put the wrong color paint on the wall. Then we have to scrape the paint off the wall and take it into Home Depot to get a paint match. And now we're basically not even touching up paint. We're like painting walls in this mug. <laughs> We're painting to make sure, like, if it don't match, nobody will know because the whole wall is going to be a different color. So it's just been, you know, it's hectic. And now I realize how much more hectic it is with a toddler, right? Because you can't keep anything clean. So our house is going on the market Tuesday intentionally because on Tuesday, on Monday, we leave. So we'll be out of town for two weeks. 
So I'm hoping in that two weeks, our realtor calls and says, hey, you guys got an offer. And I'll be like, oh my God, thank you, God. So that we won't have to be in the house showing the house with a toddler, which means we will be p- picking up every toy. And if you have seen Harrison in action, like his little social media page does not do him justice. And the amount of destruction he can do in like 2.5 seconds. It's like he gets thrilled when you're like, go pick that up. He's like looking at you like, ha ha, pick what up? And then he throws a whole bunch of other stuff on the ground just to throw it on the ground. I think toddlers live to like see how quickly they can junk up a room. So yeah, I'm just praying that we get an offer before before we get back. I'm sure you will. Did you remove all of the things that made you appear black? No black people, no AK, no alpha stuff, no nothing. We don't have any, everything is generic. <laughs> what about Harrison's books? Are there any black books? So there are. So some of his books like Black Boy Joy and all that, we're packing to take with us because obviously we'll be gone for two weeks, but we have so many, you know, we have so many black books and no, I mean, so we're, I'm not going to take all his books down. Now there is a good mix of books and we don't have the black books showing in the front, but if people like go through the bookshelf, I'm like, let me take out these. Oh, got a black boy with frizzy hair on that one. Okay. Let's see the next one. Oh, black boy with braids. Oh, you know, from A to Jay-Z. Uh, why we got this this urban alphabet book, right? Yeah, there are there are definitely some ethnic books in there. But you know what? That's we're gonna have to live with that. If they want to go through the books, more power to them. Go through the books. Go ahead. It's amazing how all of the things that you have to do to just get your house prepared to sell, because it's like it's the house does not change whether the people that moved out of it are black or white, but you know, we're still in what seem to be prehistoric times these days, so. No, but like you said the last episode, the, the appraisal change. That's true. Got our welcome sign out with our brand new mats and our potted plant by the door. We getting ready. You staged all of this stuff? Like you rented this stuff or you actually purchased it to stage the house? Well, you know, we didn't really do anything extra. So we actually, you know, we have our like sort of neutral color house. We bought new pillows to put on the... um on the sofa. It's always nice to have new fresh pillows. And then we also, I bought a new vase with like a floral arrangement that I put together. So that's new. And then the mat in the front is new and the potted plant is new with the welcome sign. That's new. We also have some like summer arrangement wreaths on the door. Those are new, but everything else is not new. Like everything else is not new. Our house is just decluttered and clean. Oh, I did buy, you know, those, um, the little tub caddy thing. It's like a wooden plank thing that's over the tub with like the little candle and the little flower pot. We got that in the bathroom, right? I mean, it just makes that bathroom look so much better. So, uh, so yeah, we got a couple of things that are staged, but we really didn't put a whole bunch of energy into like buying or renting furniture. Like, no, we're not doing all that. I, I think it'll be sold really quickly, I think. We'll see. I mean, the market is up in this area. It's Things are selling pretty quickly. So the average length of uh, time house in our price range has stayed on the market in our area is about 11 days. So I'm hoping that once we hit that 11 day mark, it's gone. So Janine, what have you done this week? I was literally just trying to think like, what did I do this week? It felt like I had a lot of meetings and that's nothing new. I worked a bunch, also nothing new. But then I remembered, I don't think I talked about this last week. We Ken took me to the Bridgerton experience. So it was super fun. So imagine walking into, well, imagine walking into 
essentially the set of Bridgerton. That's kind of the best way that I have to describe it. And when you first walk in, of course, the first thing that they do is give you a photo op. So you walk through this like arch of these beautiful like flowers. So it's not really like a floral arch, but it's more like a tunnel, if you will. Then, of course, you get to a bar because they want you to drink because, you know, drinking makes you spend more money and buy things that you don't really need. So you get to a bar, then you get to another photo op. And then as you like round the corner, there's the queen and like her court, essentially. And there's someone that's playing, you know, a number of instruments. And then you have a dance class. So it's a it's a long, a really long dance floor, almost like in actual Bridgerton. So there's a dance class, then there's some more photo ops. You can stand and take a picture. And then like they have someone who will like draw you. There's a place where you can like buy costumes or like, I I don't know, it's not just costumes, I guess, like paraphernalia from that time, that era. It was actually really fun. And then you sit down and watch a show. And the show is like almost like a musical of sorts of Bridgerton. So there are two main characters like they're like it is in the first season and you just kind of are narrated through. And then at the end you meet Mrs. Whistledown. She comes out like she narrates the entire thing. And at the end, when they introduce the cast, you, you meet her. It's pretty dope. I liked it. I think that that's amazing. I love Bridgerton. I have not seen season two of Bridgerton yet. I need to binge watch it now that I am like, Real job free, right? So I need to catch up on some things during my travel assignments, I may. Uh, the first travel assignment, you know, Harrison and Mama come with me. But the second one, I'll, that'll probably be what I'll binge watch while I'm down there. That sounds pretty dope. Listen, we'll have to post pics of you guys from your Bridgerton experience. Yeah, I'll share I'll share some of the pictures. And I, too, have to catch up on season two because I have not. But I hopefully will catch up on it between today and tomorrow because I have today and tomorrow off. So... Hopefully we need to catch up on a lot of things. The shy is back. We have to catch up on that. Like it's so much going on. What you, you are actually off. I am off tomorrow. Yes, I am off tomorrow. Ooh, they let her out. Lord Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Cause y'all, y'all don't understand. Janine is working like a house slave. She don't got no days off. And look, I'm not complaining because no days off mean that I'm, that my team is booking more events. So I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. The only thing that I'm saying is that like every, every now and then I'd like to say, <sighs> it just feels good. So, and then I also realize all of the things that are ailing me while I'm taking some time off. Cause I don't really actually feel anything wrong until it's like, Oh, you can lay down for longer than five minutes. So yeah, it's helpful. All right, Janine. So what's on your timeline this week? Okay, so Lisa is on our timeline this week. And no, not your mom, not Miss Lisa, Lisa. Now, I'm going to tell you who Lisa is. Lisa probably is better known to you, Nicole, and everybody that's listening as the McDonald's baby mama. Now, we were not able to verify whether this story was true or if this was a skit. We have no idea. But we do think it's an important topic to discuss, especially given the commentary that this sparked. So for those who may not have seen the video, Lisa seems to be Lisa, a.k.a. the baby mama, the McDonald's baby mama. She seems to be standing at the door of her apartment building where she is, apparently lives with her four children. 
And in the video, she seems to be waiting for her baby's daddy to pull up. So she said that she's waiting for him with the intention of exposing him. That's her words, not mine. So as she is standing at the door waiting, she's kind of narrating to us as she's waiting about her baby dad. And she is anticipating that he is going to pull up and bring McDonald's for her child. Not her children, but her child. And she says that he brings McDonald's for his son, but not for her other three children. So in the video, she talks about how she's tired of him just bringing food for his son and not her other children. Basically, she talks about how he's not worth anything and he's a deadbeat essentially because he only brings McDonald's for his kid. And what does he look like bringing McDonald's for his kid and not for the other kids? Okay, now that you got it. So he eventually pulls up and he pulls up in a modest car, I will admit. And he has on pretty modest attire as well. He has a single bag of McDonald's and a single what appears to be large orange drink. And Lisa proceeds to tell him about himself. And she asks him, so what's in the bag? And he replies, it's what my son likes. And she says, well... Where's the food for my other kids? She goes on to say, you should have brought food for my other three children. And he's like, well, I brought food for my child. Where are the fathers for your other children? And I would like to point out that he says fathers, plural. And then he says, those fathers should have brought their children McDonald's. I brought food for my child. And then she asks him a very valid question that as a mother, I probably would ask is, How do I look allowing my child, my one child of four, to get McDonald's? And the other three children don't have McDonald's. So I think he says something to the effect of, well, tell him to go in his room and eat his McDonald's. And she was like, well, what does it look like that he has McDonald's and his siblings won't have McDonald's? The father comes up with a very reasonable solution in my mind. Well, tell my son to come down and he can eat the McDonald's in the car. And so she's like, you know what? Never mind. Give me the McDonald's. And... She appears that she's going to agree with him for a second. So she takes the McDonald's and she grabs the soda, grabs the bag. And you think that she's going to take the McDonald's for her son. But instead, she takes the McDonald's and she throws it onto the street. So then she says, and this is where I started to cringe a bit. She says, if all my children can't have McDonald's, nobody's having McDonald's. So the internet does what it does. And basically, everybody expressed their opinion on the situation. So I would say there are no shortage of opinions, but I would say the majority of the opinions on this viral video were against Lisa. Not all of them. Some of the feedback was against Lisa and the the father, but very few of them said that Lisa was 100% correct in, in her actions. So now everyone has weighed in on their opinion. Lisa has decided that she wanted to go and make another video to express why she did what she did and essentially defend her behavior. Now, after the internet tore her to pieces, her response was not to go back and say, you know what? I was wrong. She decided that she wanted to double down on her ignorance. So she said, The internet is basically bashing her. And she said that her 
baby dad knew what the situation was before he started dating her because the child that she has with him is the youngest child. Let's remember that. So he had a child with her after she at least had two other baby dads and that he should have not made her out to be the villain because she has other children. He knew that she has other children and he would bring them food before when they were together. And now that they're not together anymore, he only brings food for his child. She was saying that basically the kids have had to go through this process, too, of them breaking up. And it's not fair and they shouldn't have to deal with it. She claims that he's being petty and unfair. And then she goes on to say, and this is the part that kind of stuck out to me. You can dib and dab when you want to do it, but then you can only bring food for your child and not the other kids. Now, sis, not for nothing, but I don't want you to be giving out the cookies to get your kids fed. I don't want you to do that. We're not dibbing and dabbing or allowing someone to dib and dab to get your kids fed. But then she says, if you can't bring McDonald's for everyone, then you don't need to bring McDonald's for anyone. And she sticks by that. Now, this brings up a few questions for me, a lot of questions for me. But I think the three most important questions are, one, is he wrong? Is he wrong for just bringing McDonald's for his own child? I think the second question is, two, if you feel he's wrong, is he obligated to feed the other children? And then three, where does Lisa's responsibility lie in this situation? What do you think, Nicole? So as a mother, I can understand her saying, you can't do for one and not do for all, okay? So I could see if he was picking up that one child and bringing his son to go get McDonald's. Like he's spending quality time with his son. His son likes McDonald's. He goes get some McDonald's. They roll around. They go, you know, to trampoline park or whatever, jump around and he brings the child back. The child has his McDonald's cup in his hand, left over drinking the cup. And that, if that were the case, no, he would not be obligated to bring the other three kids anything, right? He spent time with his child. His child brought leftovers of whatever in the house from a good time with his dad. The problem I have with this is that you know you're going to start some stuff, right? Everybody else is eating whatever's in the house. They eat noodles. They eat a Popeye. They eat bologna sandwich. And your son, I don't know how old the little boy is, but some kind of way your son reached out to you and told you, Daddy, I want McDonald's and an orange drink. And you go hustle up and bring him McDonald's and an orange drink, which is nice that your child can depend on you, but you know there's three other children in there. So, yes, as a mother, I would not want one child having something that the others could not have. Even if Harrison is at my sister's house with Haley and MJ, I don't bring in the house Popeye's chicken for Harrison and not the other people, you know, I am going to make sure that all of those kids have access to that. I'm going to make sure if I'm eating in front of anybody that the whole, everybody in the house has access to what I'm eating. And if let's say I don't know somebody's home, but I'm bringing food home on my way home and I walk in and Stacy, her boyfriend and her two kids are there. Am I going to sit and eat in front of them? No, I'm not. I'm going to say, hey, 
what do you guys want to eat? Let's order something to eat real quick. If my mama hasn't cooked already, you know, I'm going to order something to eat. I'm not going to eat in front of them. And if I'm bringing something home from Harris for Harrison, I'm not going to sit Harrison to the table and eat and have Harrison eat while my niece and nephews are looking at him and they are starving or eating a sandwich. And then they mad because they don't have it. Or my sister may not, that may not be in her budget to stop what she's doing and run to the store and go get them, you know, Popeye's that Harrison's eating. I mean, it's just, he knows that those other kids are there. It's just inconsiderate. And it's sort of a slap in the face. So yes, I do think that he's wrong, but I do think that she's a little ratchet for the way she handled it. You know, my thing is you are going to literally put this man on camera to try to put him on blast and it backfired on you. You got ratchet. You act a fool. You expose yourself for having all these different baby daddies that probably aren't doing for your other children the way he's doing for his child. Now, what you could have done is taking the McDonald's and eating it yourself in your bedroom or something, but throwing it in the middle of the street is uncalled for. And I would have told them, you know, I would have brought it in, brought it to my room, and I would have said, kids, get your coats. Let's go get something to eat. And that way you can get all of them McDonald's and you have the McDonald's that he bought the son. Okay. And then I would mention, hey, thanks for the gesture. That's nice of you for, to do, but you know, you're going to cause some havoc in my household. So next time, you know, little Timmy calls you and actually bring McDonald's, just tell him, no, you have McDonald's when he's with you. Like don't cause havoc in my household. So he looks like he's the, the golden child in here and all the other children are looking like, well, my daddy don't care about me. And that may not even be the case. Their dads may not be available, you know, <laughs> to bring, to stop what they're doing and bring the McDonald's. But kids don't process things like that, depending on how old they are. They just see that I'm sitting up there looking like the lonely puppy while my brother is eating McDonald's crispy fries. What did I do? Why can't I have Kids don't process things like that. So he was wrong for bringing one child something. And she was wrong for acting ratchet and put it on social media. Okay, I agree with him being wrong. But the second question I asked was, is he obligated to feed the other children? Which the answer is no. So here's here's what how I took this, right? She was downstairs waiting for him. So clearly this is not the first time that this has happened, right? Because if you anticipated that he was only going to bring McDonald's for your child, what you should have done is asked him, hey, while you're at McDonald's, can you pick up something for my other kids? And if he didn't want to pay for it, we all know about Zelle. We all know about Cash App. We all know about Apple Pay. We all know about Venmo. We all know about PayPal. Don't we? I think we do. So if you want all your kids to have McDonald's and he, you know that he doesn't feel like he should get McDonald's for your other kids, cash up him the money and say, here's what the orders are for my other children. You've been through this before. But my, my issue is, you were so set on exposing him that there was not a healthy conversation that should have been had between two adults that said exactly what Nicole said. Hey, you about to cause wreak havoc in my household. It ain't these kids fault that I couldn't, you know, stay with you. So don't do this or suggest that maybe he comes to pick up his own child and takes his child to McDonald's, have an evening, spend some quality time with your child. And if McDonald's happens to be in that path of spending quality time, then great. Come back in the house with the McDonald's cup, as Nicole said. 
there are a couple of things that stuck out to me in this video. One, when she kept hollering about how, you know, I don't get my food stamps until whenever. Lisa, what do your food stamps have to do with McDonald's for your kid? Because you can't buy McDonald's with food stamps. What are you talking about and why? Why the video to expose him? Why are we exposing our personal business? Not saying that you should be at all ashamed of the fact that you get food stamps, but why are we hollering this in the streets? Like, ugh. The other part of the video, probably a little less subtle, which you all have to watch the video. So I don't know about you, Nicole, but the couple of things I noticed in her response video specifically, you had a full lace front on, you had a full set of lashes and a full set of nails. That's money, money, and more money. Lashes are not cheap. Lace fronts are not cheap. And nails, a full set for your nails is not cheap. That's two, three weeks worth of McDonald's for your kids. That's all I'm saying. And can we go back to the fact that when her son's father said, where are their fathers? Plural. So not only do you have this one father, but there are at least two other fathers. So there are at least three baby daddies that you're dealing with. Now, here's the thing. We're not mad at you if you have one, two, three, four, ten baby daddies. That's not, that's not what it is. But what we cannot do is expect that one man is going to say, I'm still no longer with you, but I'm going to take care of kids one through nine because that's when I came into this picture. When they leave you, they leave them kids too. Now they're not leaving their child, but they don't, they're not now responsible for kids in this case, one, two, three, and four, because that's where he came into the picture. That's not his responsibility. Now, if he does that, then great, by all means, amazing. But what we can't do is hold the cookies over his head so that he can then take care of these other kids because we, we really cannot put our intimate relationship and are wanting to have some fun and in some entanglements in with how our kids are being fed, taken care of, or co-parented. That's just not how this works. And I wish that we would just stop intermingling the two. If you want to let him dibble and dab, that's fine. But that has nothing to do with how he treats your children, including the one that is his. And can we stop this? Because him dibbling and dabbling doesn't mean that he's going to be a better dad. Not to his kid or the other kids. That's all I'm saying. Uh, dibble and dab. My thing is, if you dibble and dabbling in this, I shouldn't even have to ask you. I shouldn't even have to say a word about bringing food, not for my other kids, for my whole house. If you dibbling and dabbling, you still obligated. I'm just saying, people are just letting anybody dibble and dab. They're just having babies for random people. And like, oh, well, he bringing McDonald's for one child, but he's still dibbling and dabbling. What? Are you crazy? I don't know, y'all. Listen, I'm not judging, but y'all have got to stop letting people dib and dab and everywhere. Like it's a dib dab. Like I, when I think about it, I think about one of them bingo dabbers, right? Those old school dabbers that you 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 know under the B nine, you know, like you dab. It's just something to play with, right? You dab, dab, dib and dab on the bingo uh, board. This is not bingo. What are y'all doing? He dib and dab. We're not serious, but I got all these kids to take care of, but we're not serious. We just dibbing and dab. What? And then you got three, four babies and you putting your business out. Now we know you live in check to check. Janine don't know. She said, what she, 
What's food stamps got to do with McDonald's? Girl, she's going to sell some of them stamps so she can get cash so that she can go get her lace front, her, her, her nails. She's going to treat her kids to Burger King McDonald's. Listen, I know. I know the game, okay? You, you don't have to fool me. Listen, I grew up rough. I know. So I know what she's going to do with that food stamp card, okay? But y'all got to stop doing that, you know? We got to stop living check to check and spending our money, our kids' money on unnecessary stuff. You know, your lace front, you know, get you one good wig. Keep that sucker clean, curl it up, put it on when you need to go out. You don't have to find a brand new wig or get a brand new wig every time you need to go somewhere. You don't have to have those long acrylics that you pay $10 a decoration on each nail. You don't have to do that, okay? You can keep your nails manicured and neat without doing all that extra. It should cost you $200 to get your nails done. Oh, I'm on a soapbox. I'm going to help somebody. I'm helping somebody, okay? But she putting too much business out. So people are like, oh, why y'all judging her like that? Well, she judging herself. She putting all her business out like that. We got to stop doing that with social media, just putting all of our business out on social media. And then you get mad when somebody say something. You can't get mad. You left it up to public opinion. So we're sharing our public opinion about your situation. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I mean, I don't know the, the food stamp game, but let me tell you this. That wasn't as much my concern as you are trying to expose this man. Self-admittedly, you're trying to expose this man. We don't know if it's this man's last dime, if it's his last, the, but the other, the, his last moment, like we don't know anything about this man. That's why I made it a point to say he drove up in a modest car. He wasn't driving any luxury vehicle. He wasn't wearing any like three piece suit with cufflinks and monogrammed cuffs on his sleeves. We, this is not the kind of guy that we were walking up to. He just looked like a, a guy that was making ends meet right now. We're not judging the book by its cover, but we're saying he's not out here extravagant from what we can see. But you've got a good old lace front. That's a few hundred dollars. Got a good set of nails, like Nicole said. Hundred dollars probably just for your designs. And we all know that lashes cost a few hundred dollars. So what are we, what, what are we doing? That's McDonald's for a week for each one of your kids. That's all I'm saying. You know, the, the lashes, you can get lashes cheap now. You know, at the little hair store, you get the strips for two, three dollars. That, that's, that's, that's a fry. That's a happy you, meal for your child. You still thinking about you thinking about lash extensions, you know? When you talk about the strip, girl, that's a strip she got on. They don't, they're not lash extensions. That's why they look like caterpillars. I I can't with you. <laughs> anyway, Johnny, you ready to talk through some of these letters? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so our first letter says, Johnny and Nicole, my boyfriend and I have been together on and off for five years, consistently now for the last two. We have a three-year-old son together. This year for family vacation, I want to go on a Disney cruise. I know my son will love it. Plus, it'll give us some relaxation time. However, my boyfriend said his other baby mama said her daughter, who's five years old, can't go during the week I have planned. That was fine with me because that's less money out of our pockets. But his baby mama insists that it isn't fair that her daughter can't go. And that her daughter will be really upset. My response was that we'd be more than happy to take her if she allows her to go the week I have planned. 
his baby mama said that's not possible because she's supposed to be at her cousin's birthday party that weekend. So this chick really expects us to cancel our plans because her daughter has a party. My boyfriend told me it's up to me, but I know us going will start some drama. What would you do, ladies? Would you lose the deposit, which is $500 a person, and try to find another cruise or move forward with plans as scheduled? Signed, Vicky. Okay, here's 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 where Janine starts calling out titles. Okay, now if you ever if anyone has ever worked with me knows me, I'm not a big fan of titles, but sometimes I'm very well aware. You just got to pull out what these titles are, so that you can say, nah, maybe it's not that important. So, first of all, this is your boyfriend. Y'all are not married, so I'm sorry, and maybe don't take this out of the book of Janine. But this is what Janine would do. Janine is not losing $500 for anyone that she is not sleeping with, i.e. her husband, or has given birth to, which that, does, that doesn't exist. So let me, let me go back. Or that has not given birth to me. So if you're not my mama, my husband, or my child, and you just want me to lose $500, and then you're my boyfriend, and you want me to lose $500 over, to your, over your raggedy baby mama? And I'm going to call her raggedy because how dare you think that you have the audacity to ask me to change my plans because your child has something like a birthday party? Okay, so how old is this cousin? Is this her cousin's last birthday? No, it's not. She's not 99.5, about to turn 100. Okay, she's not. Okay, then we can miss the birthday party because there will be another. It's not a wedding. Even in a wedding, I might reconsider but we're gonna get rid of the raggedy baby mom we just gonna put her to the side real quick here's the bigger issue that i have your boyfriend this is going to be very telling of how your relationship is going to be and i'm going to tell you why because if your boyfriend and you decide that you want to get married you already have a kid together you decide you want to get married This is how he is going to respond anytime there's a difficult situation between you and his baby mother. So he's not going to take a side. He's showing you this right now. He's going to leave it up to you. So you get to be the villain in this situation. It is not your responsibility to schedule your time as a family around his baby mom and his other child. That is not your responsibility. The fact that you even were willing to include her is admirable of you. Because I would have said, we're going on vacation. If you want your child to go, here's how much it's going to cost. I'm not paying anything for your child. You're welcome to come. We'll make space for her. But if you would like your child to go, unless your boyfriend wants to pay, I'm not paying for your child because that's why your child has his own mama, right? Now, if the child lived with you, it would be a very different situation. So please don't, don't come for me. But now she's like, oh, we want you to change the plans over a birthday party, over her cousin's birthday party. Now, girl, you being unreasonable. Cruises, vacations, those kinds of things are booked in advance. So, you know, you know, when you have to go, you know, when you have to come back, you know, all of those things in advance. And it's we all know that booking travel and getting travel refunded and changed and it's a hassle. Missing a birthday party. Not that much of a hassle. Not sure how old your child is, 
But I'm pretty sure that her cousin and her cousin's parents will understand that the reason why she can't come is because of a pre-booked vacation. I'm sorry. I'm not giving the baby mom that much control over my household or my relationship or my vacations. So, girl, don't you don't you go at trying to lose your $500 per person. Because his baby mom wants to be raggedy. And she going to sit back and cackle about how y'all lost $1,500, maybe $2,000 if you already paid the deposit for the little one. Girl, go on that cruise with or without his other child. As it gets closer, if you say, I bet you, if you say you still planning on going on the cruise, I bet you all of a sudden she'll be available or the birthday party will change. All I'm saying, what do you think, Nicole? Oh, I 100% agree. Uh, listen, if she can't go, oh, we so sorry. We know she's going to be upset because Disney cruises are amazing. You know, and Disney cruises are very expensive, you know, and they're expensive for a reason. Like as soon as Harrison turns five, but girl, we're going to Disney cruise because they have their own little like, stuff they get to do you get to drop them off and leave they don't even want to be bothered with you there's like adult side and kids side it's like one of the best cruises at least i've heard to go on as a family like the kids are entertained the entire time they ain't worried about the parents and it is worth every cent and that's what i've heard and so if you're talking about this expensive cruise you know it's expensive when you got to pay a deposit of 500 a person so, yeah, no, it's 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 a no for me. Uh, I'm not changing my plans. If your daughter, I would suggest talking to her and say, hey, why don't you let your daughter make the decision? Hey, you have a birthday party, but daddy wants to take you on a cruise. Do you want to go to the birthday party of your cousin or you want to go with daddy? And there, that way, the little girl makes her decision so she can't even be mad. Now, if she chose to choose to go on the cruise, Tell the baby mama, hey, buy a really nice gift for this child. And maybe she can spend the weekend before or after the Disney cruise with the cousin. Okay. Spend some time bonding with the cousin over their really nice gift that you buy. But I would not um, change my plans. Mm -mm. You can either, she can either come or not. The baby mama can either make accommodations or not. It seems like this baby mama is going to be, um, less likely to be accommodating. So that's something you need to watch out for. And in the long run, who suffers from that? The child suffers because then the child's going to be like, oh, daddy didn't want to conclude me and stuff. So what will happen is the mom will say, no, no, no. And eventually you'll be like, well, we're going to go. We're not going to even ask because we know she's going to say no. So I would definitely caution you about that. Continue to include them and continue to invite them and continue to let the five-year-old little girl know that she's invited, okay? So that in the long run, she knows that she was included, but she wasn't allowed to go because of conflict. There, that, that way it won't come back on you guys being the bad people. Um, I would also, uh, you know, like Janine said, this is going to be how your boyfriend handles situations. He's non-confrontational and he's not going to get in the way. That's either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Okay. It's going to be good if you're somebody that can hold and stand your ground. Okay. And you can say, no, this is how my family is going to be. And this is how I want to structure my family and my life. It's bad if you bend every time. Because that means that the baby mama has control of what happens in your household. Okay. If you put your foot down and say, this is what we're planning and move forward and the 
and your boyfriend is like, okay, bet we moving forward. As long as he's going to have your back, you won't have any problems in your particular household with that. If he's going to let you make that type of decision, I think that's great. You won't have any issues in your household. And then you've included the little girl and nobody can say that she was not thought about. But yeah, this baby mama trying to be difficult. That's all it is. And you're not going to get rid of the baby mama. She comes along with his daughter. So be prepared. I don't know if y'all talking about marriage or not, but be prepared so that you know what you're dealing with in the long run. All right, Janine, what does your letter read? So my letter reads, Nicole and Janine, my daughter's father is causing problems in my marriage. Before you ask, we are not fooling around and we don't want to be together. We are both happily married to our own spouses. I had my daughter when I was a freshman in college with my high school sweetheart. We since have both gotten married and we both have successful careers. My husband and I are both fortunate enough to be able to provide for all three of our children. The issue comes in with my daughter's father. He works in the entertainment industry, so he often takes my oldest daughter to concerts, events, and fun activities that our other children don't have the opportunity to experience. At first, it wasn't an issue because they were much younger, but as they've gotten older, my son and youngest daughter have started to be resentful and often place judgment on my daughter because they feel that they've been deprived of the opportunity. Ladies, how can I fix this issue without depriving my daughter of seeing her father and also without having my daughter be resented by her brother and sister signed Tracy. Why is Tracy making this an issue? I mean, the daughter is going to spend time with her father. And I think that you can be honest with your uh, other two kids and say, listen, you guys get to have your dad all the time. And yes, this is her dad too, but her biological father She's only seen from time to time. So that's time that she gets to bond with her biological dad. And the fortunate thing is you guys have your dad all the time. Let's talk about fair. Y'all have your dad all the time. She only has her dad a small t- small bit of time. So I think explaining to those kids as they come of age that this is not just her going out and having fun. This is her bonding with her dad that's in the field. Now, if her kids want to all go to a concert together, perhaps you could talk to the baby's father about, hey, my kids all want to go to, you know, the Usher experience. Because, girl, I want to go to the Usher experience in Vegas. But anyway, my kids want to go to the Usher experience. Can you, do you have a hookup with tickets? Like, can I give you money to get us some type of discounted tickets? You know, do you know of any concerts coming in town with X, Y, and Z artists? And then you can take everybody as a family to those type of concerts. But I would stress that, hey, she is bonding with her father. Let's not make this an issue. You can use your English and talk to these kids. If they're up in age now, they can understand Her father works in this industry. She's bonding with her father. This is no favoritism towards her. You guys actually have 
the upper hand because you are living with your father. I agree. And also, Tracy, you didn't say what the age gap was between your oldest daughter and the other children. But I would venture to say that there's probably a significant age gap since you're saying that you had her when you were a freshman in college. And now you're married. You have a great career. So I'm assuming there was a significant age gap between them. In addition to what Nicole said that, you know, your other children, they have their father all the time. I'm pretty sure that your children are experiencing experiences as well, because if you are taking your family out as a whole, you said that you and your husband provide well for your family, then they're experiencing things as well. So maybe in addition to the fact that you point out, in addition to what Nicole said, you point out the fact that they have a chance and an opportunity to do things as well. It's just not the same kind of thing. And also point out the fact that there's such an age difference. They can't do the same thing that their teenage, possibly adult sister is doing. They're not her age. They're not going to the Usher experience at 12. You have to be mindful. And and Tracy, I mean, I don't mean to, because I understand, thank you. We appreciate you writing into us. But I feel like you're copping out. Like, you, this is a very easy explanation. It should not be like messing with your marriage and your household. Now, if your husband has a problem with it, then what you do is you sit down and find out why your husband has a problem with it and then figure out what the solution is. Is he Does he have a problem with it because it's being flaunted in your other children's faces? Does he have a problem with it because it's somehow interfering with activities or plans that you all already had scheduled? Why did your husband have a problem with it if he has a problem with it? And whatever that problem is, you address that. But I don't think that the problem is that your children are quote unquote resentful. If they are, then maybe you need to kind of reacclimate them to what their age is and what's age appropriate for them. And then also, this is a good time to teach your kids a lesson that everyone doesn't get everything. Things are different. And just because life should be fair, it's not. And I don't want it to be a hard lesson for your children. Again, we don't want them to resent their sister. But we also need to remember that their sister is probably significantly older than them. So they need to be mindful that they can't do everything that their sister is going to do. I remember the old folks used to say, we old enough not to let our wants hurt us. And we are. And Tracy, you have to explain this to your kids. It's a tough lesson, but explain this to them. And I think they'll appreciate the lesson in the long run, maybe not immediately, but in the long run, they'll appreciate the lesson and then be better human beings down the road. And realize you can't just have everything you want because that's not how life works. But Tracy, don't make this a bigger issue than it needs to be. And don't not let your daughter spend time with her father. Because I think that that's, that's a good bonding experience. Who knows? Maybe she'll grow up to be in the industry and y'all can take the whole family to everything. But it's not an issue. Mm-mm. Not now issue scene. All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? So I learned that about 40% of the births in the United States are outside of marriage. So I would venture to say, based on that statistic, and I got that from childrenstrends.org. So it's a nonprofit for children, statistics about them. So again, about 40% of births in the U.S. are outside of marriage. So that does not mean that all of these births mean that they're not together, the parents are not together. But based on that simple statistic, I would venture to say that there are probably quite a few people who are co-parenting So just a 
friendly reminder to all of the people who are co-parenting baby mama, baby daddies, that it's okay. You all can get through it. It's been done before, done very well before, and you can be a great co-parent. Just remember that it's always about what's best for the kids. What did you learn this week, Nicole? Well, I've learned that according to a study at the University of Michigan Institute for Social Research, one in five women in the U.S. have multiple baby daddies. And uh, leading that statistic is Black women. 59% of Black women have multiple baby daddies. 35% of Hispanic women have multiple baby daddies. And 22% of white women have multiple baby daddies. And of that stat, the majority are unmarried. And that's important because sometimes you think, oh, of course, if you got married and then you got divorced and remarried, then you might have, you know, a kid or two in your first marriage, another kid. No, this has never been married. Okay. Majority never been married, which I thought was very, very interesting. I just want you to say your, your famous line right there. It's coming in a motivational moment. Y'all ready for it? <laughs> Let's do it. Ladies, we need to stop holding men to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. If we start being more selective and knowing our worth, then the one who earns our time will also know your worth and operate up to your standards. If you let him dibble and dabble a little bit without a commitment, don't be surprised when he only brings you a dibble and dabble of food, which shows a lack of commitment to your household. Wise up, ladies. We've got to be more selective with our time and our vaginas. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.